Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Gust of Wind podcast. Steuben here and today uh, it's just Gazer and I. Uh, Gazer spent this weekend in San Diego, California. So we're going to talk about his first timer experience at regionals. Talk about uh, the... Yep. All right. Well, take it from, take it from, that, see, this is this is why I lead. This is a perfect example of why I lead. I'll start us off because apparently you are incapable of doing it. No, this is this is this is just going to stay in. That's fine. But yeah, we're going to talk about the meta results, the the top eight uh, and other little interesting tidbits and things about the meta. Uh, again, leaving the outtakes in is why we are different than everybody else. And you should leave a review on your audio platform of choice. It really does mean a lot to us and it helps support the podcast in many more ways than just one. Uh, so yeah, Gazer, how's it going? How was your weekend in San Diego? Uh, let's talk about your experience. Um, man, it was a good time. I, I can't even lie. I can see exactly why people go to regionals, even if they uh, don't really care about winning or results. I can see why people would buy, just go. It was such a fun time. I um, I got to meet a lot of. I, I, these are my friends. You guys are my like you're my friends who I haven't met you yet, but you're like like a annoying brother to me. You know what I mean? Oh, that's great. That's, that's good to know. I'm going to change like my annoying... username on every platform to annoying brother, and then I'll get canceled. <laughs> I mean, it, it goes perfect with annoying dog, so. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. a, br- a brother and a dog. Perfect. A- annoying dog is his, his fiance's stream uh, name on Twitch, just so you guys know. If you guys get the context of the joke. But yeah, annoying brother, annoying dog, perfect. But no, um, these people are like, they're friends. And I, I got to finally meet them and interact with them, and it was a good time. Um, I met our boy Guaps. Shout out to Guaps. Um, I met a lot of different people, man. I'll go down the list later on, but uh, it was a fun experience, and I'm definitely looking forward to the next one. Yeah, so hopefully us talking about this can help people who haven't gone to an event yet kind of get an idea of, like, the whole process uh, and, you know, what it really is like from first time. Because we've, we've had, like, regional champions mm-hmm. and top eighters and top 64s and casters and... You know the whole the whole nine of the competitive sphere on the podcast, but I don't think we've had a guest that's been like, yeah, this was my first regional ever. Uh, and I know we have a lot of people who listen that you well, know have not gone to an event and kind of want more of an insight of like what it was like for that first time. I mean, see, but I just wish we could find someone who has like you know. No, no, we're not doing we're not doing the blues clues. There's no reason to what? you. You're when, already, I was going to just say there's no guest. It's it's just on. you and me. Oh. <laughs> I was just hoping we could find someone who, like, you know, had that first regional experience, you know, this this past weekend for the first time and just, you know, has never done anything like this before and can, like, you know, elaborate or explain to other people who are, you know, going to experience that, you know, sometime this season as well. All right. And thanks for tuning into this episode. We'll see you all next week. <laughs> Stupid here signing off. Stu, so, I met a couple people. And this, uh, just going to just get into it real quick. I met a couple people who uh, listened to the podcast. I, weren't, I wasn't sure who they were. They recognized me. Um, now, so I told him I give him a shout out. So shout out to um, Reed Casterlin. Reed, if you're listening right now, what's up, my guy? Um, saw him both days. But yeah, Reed was like, Gus the Wind guy. I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess. He's like, yeah, Gazer Beam. I'm like, yeah, that, that's 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 me. I said, do I, do I know you? You know, I'm, I'm bad with faces. I said that last episode with uh, Gumi. And uh, I was like, do I know you? I thought it might have been someone who, you know, I didn't recognize. But he's like, no. He said, uh, name's Reed, Reed Caster. Uh, Casterlin. He said, I just, I listened to the last, you know, last couple episodes coming up here, making the drive. And I, I really like the podcast. I'm like, oh, thank you. And then um, I also met another uh, listener, James Sims. What's up, James? Shout out to James. And uh, yeah, he walked to me. He's like, Gazer, what's going on? I'm like, hey, do I know you? He's like, no, just a listener to the podcast, Augusta Women. It's, it's, it's funny. It's hilarious. I love it. 
uh, Steuben, I asked them, how do they feel about the uh, the lead up to the to the guest that I do, the Blues Clues, you call it? Yeah, they, they said they love it. No. no, they said they love it. Oh God, they said they love it. I even I'm, asked what I'm, I'm, you thought I'm, about. I'm going to need uh, some some proof uh, from from these people I've never <laughs> met or heard <laughs> of. <laughs> from these people. Uh, <laughs> Should, like oh, the re- I think like uh, from a lot of people who have talked to me, they're like, I hate that thing. I hate that intro. They said they loved it. I talked to Glops and Glops said he gets it. It's just part of the it's part of what we do. Glops it's said he gets it. It's part of what you do. I don't <laughs> I don't want to associate myself with it. <laughs> but no, I can't, I can't lie. I see what you were, what you were feeling when you went to Baltimore and when you went to to uh, where else did you go? Milwaukee, NAIC, Milwaukee. Indy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you went to Indy, I see what you're going for. You know, people recognize you or say something. You're like, whoa. You know me, so I I had that that moment for a second, like, well, you you know who I am, and um, it was kind of cool. I can't even lie, it was kind of cool, man. I, the fact that people are listening to the, us ramble on about madness is kind of mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 cool. It is. Uh, we wouldn't have uh, kept on with this if it wasn't for having an audience in some shape or form. So, shout out to everybody yeah. who listens, and uh, yeah, never be afraid to come up to uh, either of us at an event or just harass Gazer online if you want his address i can leak that information I, oh you still have that don't you oh yeah yeah do. Uh, yeah <laughs> but no um it was a, it was a great experience man i'm next one i was going to go to was going to be uh portland and then try to sneak off to the east coast somewhere but i got i got i got it's like a adrenaline hit man i gotta i gotta do more of these yeah i'll I mean, have to do better uh I'm, playing wise too aiming i'm aiming for uh fort wayne and charlotte even though they're like back-to-back weekends Mm-hmm. Um, just cause they're within like reasonable driving distance. Uh, how far and, is, well, not the docks shoot, but how far are they from there? <clears throat> uh, Fort Wayne is four and a half hours in, the, in a That's car not bad at all. And Charlotte's about eight. Oh, eight's, yeah. eight's a little bit brutal, but I mean, like I have fondness for North Carolina since I lived there for a few years when I was younger. So oh, I, I wouldn't, I'm that. not, I'm not opposed to driving down and, um, just kind of taking it all back in. Okay, okay. I wasn't aware that you uh, lived in North Carolina. That's what's up. Yeah, I was younger. Uh, hmm. From like 9 to 12. So, just for a few years. Okay. I've been in Fresno, California, born and raised, man. Speaking of Fresno, um, it still hasn't been announced, but it, we're having a regional, man. Just just come down here, man. You and M come down here. I'll take care of you guys. I got the uh, finest soft ramen waiting for you guys. Come on. I mean, I've, I've got my own ramen. Thanks. <laughs> There's nothing like this Cali top ramen, man. It's different. They yeah, put guacamole it's, it's, in it, it's the it's the water you're boiling it in. Yeah, <laughs> the arsenic and the lead. Um, did you see the picture that leaked? Uh, well, not leaked. Did you see the picture that came out where they had like a list of uh, the upcoming regionals? And for the date of June 10th, it just said West Coast Regional. Yeah, I don't know. It it, it feels like whatever's going on isn't a hundred percent locked in. Mm-hmm. I feel like they need to just get it over with and announce whatever it is. I mean, if you look at NAIC, it's two, it's TBD on that. On that yeah, page. it got pushed back. I think they uh, scheduled it for a, a diff, for a, on the same day as something else that was going on. Yeah, they had, a, I think it was a Origins uh, Game Fair, uh, oh, which is like ooh. a week-long gaming expo. Ooh, um, and it's it's a pretty big, big thing that happens in Columbus every year. Um, so it, definitely not the most optimal situation to have that shared there so maybe they have to move it to somewhere else or you know postpone it to a, a different date uh we still don't have all the dates for worlds and i mean like with, with worlds in japan 
that's a pretty um, expensive flight to have to wait to have all that information for, let alone if you Man. have an invite or not, or even be able to get a spectator badge. Because, um, I mean, what happened this weekend with spectator badges? It They didn't have any until Saturday night? Is that, till, is that till, true? Mm-hmm. Um, I, it seems like it was all sold out. Uh, spectator badges were sold out uh, the beginning of last week. And I think, into... I think from what I heard from everybody, they never actually sold them. They never put any spectator badges out for sale. Oh, the people that, I talked to said uh, they couldn't. Night. The people I talked to said they couldn't get them because they were sold out. So maybe on the website it just said sold out, but maybe none were actually sold. That's, but um, that's what uh, I've inclined to believe from what I've heard and seen from okay. other creators and like people on Twitter and such that they just kind of held off and did not sell spectator badges until Saturday night. I, I guess that was that venue pretty packed tight. It, I'm not sure what you know normally how big other venues are, but it there was space to play. There was space for all three events to, to play. Um, walking past the uh, tables and up to where the uh, where they stream, mm-hmm. it was kind of tight up there. You know, they have like a little section of chairs where you could sit and watch the stream. You know, kind of up close and personal. And yeah. that little walkway between those chairs and the tables were that was a bit tight. And when people you know stand because a lot of people want to you know VGC was back, so everyone's excited about it. So a lot of people watching VGC were, you know, kind of crowded in that area, and it was kind of tight to squeeze by. And you're bumping into people, and you're rubbing up on stuff. You're like, "Whoa, what's that?" But um, other than that, I feel like it was okay. But there's a few people who said the venue was, you know, a bit smaller for their liking. Yeah, that's that's the vibe I've gotten from social media this weekend. Mm-hmm. Is that it was a probably one of the smallest regional venues ever, especially to have to have VGC in the mix. Um, ABC Go and TCG. And it just seems like with the schedule of all the events and the city selection this year, give or take a few, that like they've picked um, just bad areas with uh, not a major airport or just smaller convention center venues in general. So it seems a little bit rough. Uh, I mean, like, because Peoria, I never even heard of the dang place and, uh, until they said, oh, there's a regional here. People have never heard of Fresno until they're allegedly going to hold a regional there. And now with VGC in the mix, and that was one of the biggest VGC regionals ever. They had, what, 530 players across the age divisions for VGC. Well, I think, like, NAIC last year for Columbus only had 350 masters. Oh, wow. For so, VGC. Man. So, Scarlet and Violet hype is a. Uh, I mean, real, and, that, and that happens, you know, it, they're usually pretty big with every new uh, era of the video game. But mm-hmm. now that, like, we've had, like, the biggest era of growth for TCG attendance, now to, you know, have that same space in the venue and share it with even more players of other Pokemon franchises, it just seems like it's a little too tight. And I think uh, they, they, they're going to have to change something uh, next season. There's just no way. Uh, that this can continue if they're all going to remain this same size. I feel like they're going to have to just separate, go and push it over with VGC and make those separate weekends or separate cities Ooh. or separate, you know what I mean? Like, cause I mean, like what are the vendors sell that VGC players want other than plushies and like random merch? They're mostly plushies all and random t- merch, exactly they're mo- yeah, but they're mostly all TCG vendors though. Well, this weekend, they're, everyone sold cards. That's true. Everyone sold cards. But they, like you said, they had the plushies. They had the random merch, backpacks, purses, uh, headbands. Yeah, there's uh, been a vendor this season chain, stuff around like that. called Cratealicious or whatever. And, and they don't sell any cards per se. They sell just like other accessories and such and plushies mm-hmm. and toys. And we had, items. I think there was four or five vendors and they all sold plushies, toys, and cards. They all, you know, they all had that stuff going on. Yeah. So, but there was card, there were cards involved in every vendor. So, yeah, yeah. 
So it's just, I think it's time that they, um, I know they want everybody together and they want it to be a big celebration of Pokemon in general. But I think if, if all the games are going to continue to be as dominant and as popular as they are. Yeah. And, and I mean, like with Pokemon Go, it, it's not the biggest, but I mean, it, it can grow. It can and more grow. people can it's, get into I, it as it goes and they start to establish more of a scene in general. So it's just, uh, I think it's time to, to separate the games to an extent. Imagine if they just, brought, um, Pokemon back and Unite and had all had five things going on at once. Well, Pokemon doesn't get support anymore. Yeah, I know, but imagine and, if they and Unite they have at Worlds because the way it, it's run is different. It's like it's Unite feels more traditional esports than VGC or TCG that's, yeah, that's or true. could ever be. Well, uh, I could s- no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Not, I was gonna I, say I think, I think the fake yeah, I think the fake right. force dynamic of esports on the TCG is just just toxic in general and i think it's something whoa. that hopefully people move away from in the future whoa Steven, where did that take come from i mean look at look at look at uh the esports jerseys they're ugly they're cringe <laughs> we i was uh i i guess casted over on senior doom's channel the pirate cast mm-hmm. this past weekend <laughs> um and uh you know we talked about like the jerseys and whatnot and how it's just kind of like in a weird place with that like i mean eh. hot take and all but you know i don't i don't think the tcg is an esport nor will it ever be with the dynamic and the mindset that most players and, and people in the community have i enjoy the idea of teams um jerseys though i, I can see I understand i understand play testing groups and having groups of friends that play the game together and you know come I mean, up I with the same 50, the team 59 60 cards but okay but there's no like again you're what's the point of a team when you're going to end up playing those people in those nine Swiss rounds and you either make or break their day. You know what I mean? Like this is a single player game. That's fair enough. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I just, I don't know something. Cause I, I, you know, I coach basketball. I've uh, been a basketball coach for 15 years. So girls basketball, I got a Valley championship. Um, I, I see Sports and even esports, anything where you're part of a team is something that you know you you have something that's collectively bigger than yourself. And a lot of people buy into that, and I buy into that myself. So that's why I see the aspect of you know being being on a team. You I know, see it with people, I see it with basketball, hey, and I see it with baseball and and soccer and like League of Legends and Unite and stuff like that, where they're co- where they're collectively playing together, collectively. You know what I mean? Like they're they're playing mm-hmm. at the same time together, versus uh you know just TCG where they're Okay, we can build a deck together, but all right, if I see you in round nine, sorry, bro. Sucks to be you. One of us is making it. One of us is breaking it. Uh, And then it doesn't doesn't feel very good. You know what I mean? Like, and of course, you have like the team challenge format, and that's a little bit different where you're like playing different people together. But again, you're not playing I mean, against each other. You're not to get playing there, against, you each play other. against each other, right? To get there, you have to play against each other. Yes and no like your qualifier or whatever is a little bit mm-hmm. different than like the whole team playing process. Yeah. I, I can see pros and cons of it. I can see both sides. I don't, I don't know. Just, I, I buy into the idea of, you know, being, you know, something being bigger than yourself and want to be a part of it. Like, uh, I, I can't lie. I, I saw, I met our girl, uh, Pokey Emmy. I met Emmy and the girl power team were there deep. You know, they had their jerseys on girl power. And you can tell who was part of the girl power team. Just the fact that, you know, there's a group of people that roll together and they're like, Hey, this is the crew. You know, that was kind of cool to see. I mean, I some think of the jerseys though like, were a little on again, the uh, there's... you know, like th- with them, it's that's a di- that's a different story though. 
they're not out there like trying to like you know cutthroat each other they're actually meant to build each other up in that regards like what oh, they stand so- what they stand for mm. is different than say like um you know i'm not going to drop names uh mm-hmm. but they feel more wholesome and real and cohesive, almost, and cohesive just, as a group versus some mm, of the other ones. Fair, 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 fair. I, okay. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> right, we definitely like rambled off on a tangent a little bit there. Well, I mean, we don't have itinerary today, do we? Do we, are we doing a, no, there's no, uh, there's not six, six by turn. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what'd you eat this weekend? No, who cares? Uh, <laughs> whoa. Who cares? I heard a lot of talk about burritos and tacos from everybody uh, on uh, especially Sack Sack. I think Sack finally got a taste of these uh, West Coast burritos and they changed his life. So West Coast Mexican food is uh, it's it's pretty transformational. So you got to get out here and try some of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, there's a there's an authentic place that I, I get tacos from at least twice a month and that's it, there. Oh, my God. I can't have anything else ever since I've had them. <laughs> wait till you get over here. What? Just wait till you get over here. But um. So okay, we're we're moving on to next because I got I got plenty of stories to share. Yeah. So uh, for let's let's like talk about the first timer experience. Um, since this was your first everything, Arcanine for registration, the registration process, the information you needed. Um, if you could sum up how to make that easier for new people or how to have them grasp a hold of it better, what would you say? Um, I dealt with Arcanine before during uh. What was that event where you played online? That wasn't Team Challenge. What was that called? Uh, Players uh, Cup? Team Players Challenge? Cup. There yeah. it is. Players Cup. Yeah, I dealt with Arcanine a little bit during the Players Cup. Um, oh, I peeked right there on the microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I dealt with uh, Arcanine a little bit there, so I wasn't like just a noob at that. I was a little experienced, a little familiar with it. But um, having the... And then uh, for the Players Cup, too. And for Players Cup and for Team Challenge, that as well. But if you have a deck in mind, save it, submit it, and then go back and make your changes or whatever you need to do. Do not wait to the last second. There was, a, I think I heard upwards of 100 people didn't get a deck in in time. Yeah, and that's because the organizer decided to do that 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of the traditional 8 a.m., the extra 12 hours um, makes a big difference. Because, I mean, yeah, I think about, like, travel times. Not everybody rolls in early friday afternoon gets there in time a lot of people who you know they play with their friends are from all over the country and world um the people you met this weekend they're not all from your area so no uh that like could you imagine being on a plane with no internet connection and no (laughs) wi-fi at 8 p.m like and you're like oh crap you know i forgot about deck list like i think that's on the organizer that those 100 something seats that were unfilled um, well, I think um, not not all 100, but a few did come in and, you know, took a, a round one loss. And that's a huge detriment. A that's, a, that is, that's, a, that's a huge that's a huge problem. And that's that's on the organizer. You're already starting behind the eight ball uh, with, you know, at 01. And it, it sucks. It, it sucks. But I mean, you register, you pay that much money. You're there. You know, you miss uh, updating your deck by two minutes or whatever, you know, whatever, however long it took. And you're like, well, I can say I'll take the loss. And it, it sucks. And that that is on. You know the organizer, Team Pacific Northwest, and they're they're great at organizing stuff. It's just I don't know what what's with the call on that. I think it has something to do with VGC or yeah, it, it had it had to do with VGC uh, being mm-hmm. the first event back. But then again, there's there's no battle box locking uh, in Scarlet and Violet. There's no live challenge mode. Even the live stream for VGC had connection errors pop up between the players. 
Um, Did it? I didn't see that. So yeah, there's definitely there were definitely some errors in general, and I think it's not necessarily on uh, the organizers for the the VGC errors, other than like the whole 8 p.m. decklist submission time, but just having to um, adapt and deal with a new game kind of falls on Game Freak. Uh, for not including like live Fair. challenge mode like they had on Sword and Shield and every other version before, that's on Game Freak uh, for not being able to lock battle boxes and all this. That's, stuff. And that's what I heard the main cul- culprit was uh, not being able to lock a battle box. Yeah, I heard that was the main culprit. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, but um, I don't know. I just, like I had my list already locked in. I already knew what it was. I changed one card and I was able to you know switch it up. And I was on the cusp of changing one more card and I didn't do it. I just I just rolled with what I had basically. And I put submitted my list like an hour beforehand, and I, you know I felt okay with it. But there was others who, you know, and I didn't, get, I never got a chance to experience this, and maybe I will in the future. But you know, I heard stories about people playtesting to the wee hours of the night and changing yeah. deck lists at the last second, and you know, adding in a random card just completely changing a deck. You know, submitting it at seven fifty five a.m. while they're at the uh, while they're at the venue. You know, yeah. and yeah, that's, I, you know that's, sometimes that's they make a run. Sometimes that's a just, huge I hear part. A, Go ahead. No, it's just I was just saying. You know, I heard stories about how people, you know, they play test at night and they change up completely everything. They make a, a decent run and just say, if we didn't play that, you know, that night, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, like you, you don't know if like, okay, cool, I'm gonna play Mew. Uh, do I need the Echoing Horn today? Do I do I want this in here? And if you don't play test and theory craft, that like that, you know, that one card can make a big difference uh, in your sixty. And you know, that's also a traditional like regionals experience is just like traveling all day mm-hmm. Friday, getting into your hotel room or whatever, and then playing with your group of friends or whoever you're with uh, for a few hours to kind of like solidify your deck submission. Uh, that's just, it just feels unnatural. Um, yeah. That's why I'm kind of sad. I didn't get a chance to experience that. Yeah, I it mean, your like next, a, your a next event, hopefully they don't keep this 8 PM the night before rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how that ends up breaking down in the future. So aside from, you know, getting your deck list submitted and and whatnot and check-in. Check-in's pretty straightforward. You waltz in, you give your player ID, you show them your mm-hmm. ID, they give you your, your swag bag or whatever you want to call it, and you're on your way. Yeah, um exactly what it was. <laughs> but so what do you what do you how did you feel about like the anticipation leading into round one? Were you nervous? Were you excited? A little bit of both? It was no nerves, just excitement. Cause I'm like, this is just the game I've been playing. I, I, did, I didn't, I, well, I told you in last week's episode with Gumi, funny story. The first person to recognize me and say anything to me happened to be Gumi. Mm-hmm. I was going to register. I, you know, I said, hey, here's my play, here's my uh, player ID. It's, oh, you're Ryan Reed? I'm like, yeah, I'm Ryan Reed. And she said, Ryan Reed 2K. And I turn around and it's it's Gooms. I'm like, Gooms, it's you. And I give her a hug and it's just, it's a good time. It was just a good feeling. That was like a wholesome feeling. Like, it's Gumi, you know, she recognized me. But, um. No, I, I I had no nerves because I I went into this with a deck I didn't I wasn't in love with anyway. So I'm like I have nothing to lose here. I'm not like you know playing with like this is my perfect sixty. I love this deck. I've sculpted it with my own hands like clay, and I know I, it's just something I had. I'm like, well, let's see what happens. So no, no nerves, but the, what, the excitement what, was there though. What did you decide to play for sure? I, I did go with Arc Pikachu. Okay, okay. I went with Arc Pika. Um, I figured it had a good matchups. The one card I was going to add would have been a second Drapion. I had one Drake I wanted to add a second, and it did come back to bite me in a matchup, not having a second one. So it could have mattered. And again, it, that's it, where it would have mattered. That's where that 8 a.m. decklist submission comes back mm-hmm. around where you would have had those extra 12 hours to play test and, and grind it out with whoever you were with to uh see if it would have made a difference or not. And you would have been able to make that decision. 
Yeah, I was um I, I played with it for two weeks at locals. I played against uh, one of my guys. Shout out to uh, Charles Charles Lego, and um he was like I beat him. I beat this Lugia. He's like okay, guys, I see what you're going for here. Decent deck. Uh, why the Crobat V Max? I said well, it could take a hit. You know it's hard for Mew to knock out. It can you know one shot a Mew too. I said I kind of like it. You know it's so it's not just a random Crobat just on the bench just as a, as a liability. It can evolve and be a little you know, a little little thicker. And he's like, why not just go double drape you? And I said, I thought about that, but I just, I don't know. The Crobat felt, you know, felt right as well. So I was on the cusp of putting that, that second drape on. I was holding it in my hands and on the car ride. I'm like, what do I take out for it? I want to go double drape on and Crobat VMAX. And I just, I didn't go with it. The double drape would have won me a game, would have won me a match. But uh, the Crobat VMAX actually swung a few matches in my favor as well. So I feel like it should have been space for both. I should have found something else to take out. That's the thing, though, too, if you think about it too much. Like, that one match could have actually just butterfly affected your entire tournament, though. It, it could have. Like, it could have. Because at like, that point, I been, was... It could have been, like, round three or four, where you're, like, like you're one and two, and that could have brought you back to two and two. And mm -hmm. then like, you could have... I was, it was round four. It was, yeah. No, round five. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was one, two, one. And if I won that match, I, I would have been two, two, one. I, I'm still in contention from there, you know what I mean? But... Yeah, I lost that matchup, which I shouldn't have lost. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it was against Mew. And opponent was really cool. Great opponent. But uh, I just, if I had double drape, I won that first game. And then second game, double drape probably would have got that game, too. Yeah. So stuff like that, again, comes down to being able to just play test and so on and so forth or deck building decisions. But that's not necessarily what we're rambling on about. So uh, you played round one. Play around two, three. How you feeling at that point in time of the day? Starting to feel it yet, or um, no? I was no. actually good. I we for breakfast. I had a uh, the hotel we stayed at. They give you a fifteen dollar breakfast voucher. I went downstairs and got this twelve dollar bagel sandwich with uh, bacon and egg and cheese, and I ate that. And it was it was you know sustaining enough. I had my snacks in my bag. I stayed hydrated, like you guys told me. So I was following your advice, and I was fine. Um, we got to lunch, and myself and Guaps and shout out to my boy, uh, it's Joji. George, uh, he's a YouTuber. Um, myself, Wops, and George, we ran over to a sports bar. We had about an hour. We ran over to a sports bar. I had nachos. George had a little chicken nuggies, little chicken bites, and Wops had a flatbread. And I should have got the flatbread or the nuggets. The nachos were, I couldn't just, you know, down them like I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I was fine. And then I didn't feel anything until like the last round. Round nine, I'm sitting there, I'm playing my opponent, and all of a sudden I'm like, my throat is dry, so I'm like, <clears throat> and the opponent's like, hey, don't die on me, buddy. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to die, just let me get a drink of water. And I take a sip of water, he takes a sip of his, and now I'm feeling like, I just I just felt it. I can't even explain what I felt, but I just like felt like, okay, this is, okay, this is it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm here now. After, after anywhere between, like, you know, six to eight rounds is where that, like, fatigue finally kicks in on your brain, and you start feeling in your body there. Yeah, the body felt it. It was round nine. And like it was like I was like a few turns into game one. And after like turn three of game one, I'm like, whoa, now now I feel something. So the fact I made it that far and got through the whole, you know, Iron Man, the Iron Man, you know, challenge of, you know, nine rounds and not dropping, I, I felt fine with that. It it definitely feels longer. Like when you break it down and say, Oh, nine rounds, cool, it's only, you know, fifty minute rounds. It it it's, it doesn't sound as intimidating until you're there and you have like the time in between and the lunch break kind of dawns at I, you. I think all the uh the what I've been playing locally now, nine months or ten months, whatever it is, the ten months of playing locally and you know, saying, Okay, there's forty five minute rounds and I'm like, Okay, if there's three rounds, forty five minutes, we'll be here for at the most three hours, but we're there for three and a half hours or, you know, almost four sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of like prepped me like, okay, this, when they say it's 50 minutes, 
it's not 50 minutes. So, you know, I, I think I already like knew that in the back of my mind, my body was kind of, you know, prepared for that part. Just yeah, that you have that, 50 that, minutes that of gameplay game time, but you don't have, mm-hmm. you know, 50 minutes before the next round actually starts. Mm-hmm. Exactly that, that part. <laughs> so I'm glad you, you kept up on everybody telling you to stay hydrated, have some snacks and all that kind of nonsense. Yeah. The hotel, we say that they gave us a free water bottles, uh, like a strong aluminum, maybe even a metal. Uh, it was a water bottle we got for free. I poured it into my Black Panther water bottle, and I was like, you know what? I'll just take the the one they gave me. I poured it right back in and took that one, and I stayed hydrated with that, and it was it was fine. Okay. Any other like thoughts uh, in general about the event uh, since it was your first time? Uh, you know, vendors, the stage, the casters, the uh, the environment, the excitement. Uh, any? Um, just all of it. I loved it all, man. Just. Uh... I, I got to meet so many people. Let me, uh, can I, can I go through like a list of shout outs real quick? Yeah, go just, ahead. Why not? Oh my gosh. I have the, I have my phone right here. Let me just, okay. So looking at my pictures here, I got to see my guy, Master Hockey. He's a, a former uh, Twitch streamer. I met him locally here in Fresno a couple of times. He's from, uh, I think the Sacramento area, but yeah, I got to see hockey down there. I met Cal Connor in person. The homie Cal didn't recognize him first. Cause his hair was like this. I, I didn't know what was going on there. Um, I think he's just focusing on Pokemon and not cutting his hair now. Like that's just his life. Okay. Um, another guy from uh, Bakersfield, about an hour and a half from here, made it down there. His name was uh, Marcos. We call him Curly. He's been practicing with Cal. Cal's been coaching him. And this was his first ever event, too. He came locally uh, Monday night. I beat him with Arc Peak. I beat his Lugia. And he, like, he misplayed, and I beat him. And even with that, I, still just, I had a, a really good game against him. This man went in uh, day two in his first ever event. Right on. Yeah, enough practice yeah. and, and – uh and coaching and stuff and experience uh, outside of the event itself can just get you there. So yeah, and like he, you know, he knew his deck and he felt he felt good with it. So Curly, uh, Curly day two, he had the drop though. So he finished. I think eighty nine people uh, made day two. He finished eighty ninth. <laughs> he had the drop because uh, he didn't plan to make day two. He had plans with his wife, and they, you know, didn't book a second night or you know, they just they just had whole different plans. Yeah. So yeah, he said he got to the hotel. Like, wait a minute. Goes to the event expecting. Uh, the best performance or whatever so it's cool that mm-hmm. uh, he actually had a good performance run and just like all right cool it's enough for me see you later everybody it's funny because he was uh when i was talking to him last monday he was like yeah i think this might be it for me gazer i'm just gonna go to this one maybe i'll go to fresno but he said uh, you know collecting cars takes a lot of money and i'm still in school and it's just a lot going on i don't think i'm good enough to continue this any day too so it's like well maybe i'll reconsider now so i'm like yeah reconsider but uh yeah he's coached by cal connor so i got to meet cal which was cool cal's a Really a wholesome guy. Yeah, we've we've had him on a podcast yep, a couple of times. Yep. Um, people are starting to like recognize him as a player. People walk up to him like, "Oh, you're Cal Connor. Can I? Can you sign this for me? Can I get a picture?" So I'm like, "Cal, you're you're getting famous, bro. You gotta you gotta be more famous, man. You gotta act, you gotta act more famous." But I guess you know that's just, I mean, like, just down to earth a, and just a famous within the sphere. But like when you say famous in general, like nah, <laughs> not, not not of us like. Nah. Like, like even Cal the most Connor. popular people in that room are still nobodies in the grand scheme of life. <laughs> Come on, not life. The, life, okay, the whole okay. life. Okay, well, like, you know, the, when you say famous, like you think of like celebrities like, you know, Michael Jackson or whatever. I mean, sure, he's dead and all, but I mean, he's, he's still dead, but he's still more popular than any Pokemon <laughs> player could ever be. The corpse of Michael Jackson is more famous than all of us combined. The in hologram of Tupac is still more popular than any more po- any Pokemon players combined. I don't know what a I don't know what an Andrew Mahone is, but that 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 Tupac hologram, maybe like his pinky uh, toe of the hologram. A Tord. I don't know what Tord is, but uh, you know Prince is that, that the corpse of Prince. Now that's something right there. Yeah, I mean Prince played his own you know instruments on every recording of every album. 
<laughs> but no, I mean, he's in the, in the sphere of Pokemon trading cards. He's Cal's starting to get a name for himself. I think uh, after that uh, that poor uh, Sobble beatdown he had against Tord, I think that uh, people, you know, oh, Cal Connor, I know that name now. Yeah, yeah. That poor Sobble. It, it died, man. Remember that when it's, it's just a Sobble. It is poor guy. Yeah, yeah, that was unfortunate to watch unfold, but it is what it is. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the Pokemon trading card game where variance yeah. is still a lot heavier than any skill can be. And who who are you telling? Uh, who are you telling? Subin, I made plays left and right this weekend, man, and I I played I I misplayed maybe twice. Or like just like you know like once like you know my may have like swung a matchup a certain way. Maybe two or three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made like minor misplays like once or twice. I forgot to um draw off a barrel before I ended my turn. I was like I could have drew one extra card, which you know could have did something there, but mm-hmm. it was like a grand misplay like oh my gosh, that this, you know that won the game, lost the game. I played very well. Nothing like just out of my mind. Well, a couple plays, like just like I mapped it out out of my mind, played it really well. But just luck wasn't on my side on some of these matches, man. It's like you say, you know, variance and just flat out luck just beats skill in this game sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you if you open your your opening hand and it's just like it's a cramorant, you have no way of getting comfy and no way of switching or whatever. Then like okay, what do you what do you do there? And that can happen with every deck though. It's not just like what you play. Like any of that can happen to anybody with any deck. So uh, being just having lady luck on your side, I guess, is uh, super important too. Well, you know they say luck be a lady tonight, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I, I I had one time where I was on the cusp of beating someone. They pulled a knockout out there behind off a prize card, off a scoop of net, and a zigzagoon ping. Double okay. goon ping. I, I had game. I was right there. I was like, okay, if I win this game, we'll go to time on the other game because this game took forever. So, like, we'll definitely go to time. I got this win right here. Pulled out a zigzagoon, scoop of net, got it. We went game two. I start Badoof and, like, literally no other playable cards except for air balloons. So I attach air balloons and say, hey, go ahead and get your cramorant. Pick up that, you know, pick up that knockout. Go for it. And they missed the cram. And it's like, oh, you're giving me life. I draw into my Radiant Gardevoir. So I'm like, well, here's a Gardevoir now. Uh, get that cram knockout. And they missed it again. So, so it's like you say, like anything can happen in this game. Yeah, though. variance is huge. But so, um, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was just going down with other people I met. I met Guaps, like I said, and Guaps is uh, – that's our homie. We've known Guaps for a while, and Guaps yeah, is a great yeah. guy, man. He, he and I had pretty good chemistry. Uh, I finally met Emmy. Mm-hmm. I seen her talking to someone. I, I seen the green hair. I, in the, the girl power show, I was like, that's, that's got to be Emmy. So I walked, and the way I, did, I walked up to someone, I just say, "Hey, I'm Gazer." I just walked up and said, "Excuse me, what's your name?" Or you know, if I knew their name for sure, I'm like, "Hey, aren't you you know like that?" And they looked at me like, "Yeah." I'm like, "I'm Gazer in 2K," you know. And they're like, "Oh my gosh, Gazer!" Like that part was exciting to me too. The fact that once I said Gazer, like their whole demeanor changed. They're like, "Yo, you're Gazer!" Like you would think, yeah. like you know, uh, very. I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. <laughs> You know, like, again, uh, I don't want to get canceled. And, you know, I'm like, I, I'm lighthearted. I don't mean this the wrong way. But, like, there's, not a, lot, there's not a lot of brothers playing Pokemon. Not a whole lot of us. Not a heck of a lot. So, like, you would think that it would be like, oh, there's Gazer. And, you know, people would be like, oh, I know him. You know, a lot easier than it would be for you to have to say who you are. <laughs> if you, I, I thought so. I like when I walked up and said, hey, aren't you so-and-so? I was like, okay, they're gonna recognize me. Like, oh, Gazer. But when they just like, yeah, I'm so and so. I'm like, well, I better just say, hey, I'm Gazerine 2K. And then they, then they're like, Gazer. Oh, 
old. I mean, like, I like, you know, I, I almost always have a beanie on and I have long hair and I'm a white dude. There's a lot of that at a Pokemon tournament. So, like, people don't know me unless they've seen me before. So it's okay. And they're like, they're like are you stupid? And I'm like, depends on who you are. <laughs> who are I'm, you? I'm, I'm kidding. But, like, still, like, you know, I, I feel like I'd be able to point you out, like, across the room. Like, oh, yeah, Gazer's over there. Go, there go he have is. fun. That's it. Have you seen Gazer? Yeah, he's over there. The, the the black guy. It's like a Where's Waldo. Like, oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, God. So no. simple. Where's Waldo? If Waldo was like a, 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 a walrus. Oh, there he is. I found him. We're, we're, right. we're getting canceled now. <laughs> but, yeah, I met Emmy. I, I you know, talked to her. Uh, big hug. She's so sweet. She's such a great person. Um, met Trainer Chip, Chip mm-hmm. Ritchie. I walked up to him and he he wasn't hard to recognize. I said, "Excuse me, are you Chip Ritchie?" He's like, "Yes." I said, "I'm Gazer Beam," and he like got so excited. Gazer, bring it in here, man. Give me a hug. Shook my hand, dapped it up, gave me a hug. Bring it in, man. Oh my gosh, it's it's so good to finally meet you. This is so cool. And, you know, just Chip and I talked for you know a good two or three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I told him I gotta get in that lounge, man. I gotta get into that lounge one day. <laughs> Um, There's no room for a to, wanted poster for a scammer in there, so I don't know. <laughs> I said, even if I'm just in the back of the lounge on a couch, like, you know, just uh, playing solitaire on my phone or something like that. Let me let me in there. But uh, I met uh, Saksak. Yep. Met, I, I met told Saksak. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. I told Sack we have to collab. I said, we got we to gotta have the, the, the Gust of Rage or the Lake of Wind. And he said, come up with a better title, and he'll talk to Melo about it. So let's start brainstorming title ideas for this. What about Gust of Winding Rage or something like that? Yeah, not your best uh, attempt. <laughs> I'll just I'll just retweet the uh, the picture I, I mocked Please up. Please no. We'll go from there. Please no. <laughs> no, don't. Tell um, me. I met a uh, Raul Ready. Okay. Rose, uh, he's extremely tall. I don't know he's that tall. Um, met Zach Lesage and Michelle. Walked up to them and we had a good conversation for. Uh, I met I saw him both two days, both days. We had good conversations. Okay. Um, do you know Daycamp? Daycamp plays in a lot of Senior Doom tournaments. He's a, a online player. I met Daycamp. He uh he recognized me. He was like Gazer Beam. I'm like yeah, who are you? He's like Daycamp. I'm like yo Daycamp. You're in the Doom tournaments. I know you. That was cool. Um, saw um Lorelai, Led Gengar. Uh, her voice was a dead giveaway. I mean, I met her once. She came to my house one time, and then you yeah, know I, she dropped I, off a few cards. I remember you made a big yeah. deal about it. I mean, it's just it's, it's Led Gengar. It's Letty. Oh, but yeah, I met Lorelai. Breaker. Who cares? <laughs> just a breaker. Just, just some, some cards. Just some person selling overpriced packs. Who cares? <laughs> but no, I met. Uh, I saw Lorelai again. Like I was in in line to pick up my swag bag, and I hear this way. Keep coming. This. I'm like, I know that voice. That high pitch, you know, voice is just. You hear it. it. I was like Professor Gengar. She turned around and big hug, and she told me I had to find a her uh, co-breaker uh, concrete. So I found concrete. One of my stream team members. That was a great meetup. Um, my last opponent was a real life knight. Okay, it wasn't a real life knight, but he was wearing a suit of armor. It wasn't on guard, though, was it? No, it wasn't on guard. Could you okay. Imagine? No, it was a guy. His name was uh, Sam. Shout out to Sam. I followed him on Twitter now. He's following me. Uh, he's wearing a suit of armor. That was my last opponent. He's playing uh, an, uh, a turn wheezing. I hit three of turn wheezings, Steuben. Three. Wow. Three. Not a good three. matchup for you, huh? Yeah. It was, I won one tied two. So it's not like just I, I don't just lose, but the games drag on because I'm trying to work around my abilities and trying to get charged up, and it's just a drag, man. Yeah. But yes, uh, Sam Knight Sam had his a uh, little Reggie Drago on his shoulder and had his full like legit like armor. You know, he had the, the breastplate, bre- breastplate, the breastplate. He had the chainmail and everything like that, and just he had it all, man. 
So that was cool. Uh, of course, I met Gumi. Mm-hmm. Day two, I met Frosted Caribou finally. Got to take a pic, pic with Boo. Uh, she was happy to see me. Met Ethan, Heggy, Hexer mm-hmm. himself. Yep. Um, I told you I met our guy, James Sims. Yeah. Uh, day two, I ran into Azul. I've seen Azul a few times before, but I finally ran into Azul. and like, hey, what's up? I said, GG, you know? He's like, he didn't recognize, like, bro, it's me, Gazer. No, we, we, he's like, huh? And I was like, Gazer? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess the mask, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's a big part of it, too. Uh, another thing, too, is like, you know, some people we only know by like usernames or whatever. We don't know like by their actual mm-hmm. names or faces. I, I thought about if I ever get on stream and they'll see like the name Ryan Reed, they'll be like, huh? Who? Yeah. What's that? Ryan, who? Huh? Hmm? But no, um, yeah, Saul Zool. Um, our guy, Seller, you know, Seller Wish, Logan mm-hmm. Adams, our guy, Seller Wish, was like looking for me all weekend. I missed him uh, day one, but day two, he finally found me. Um, in between all that, I was looking for our guy, Lucas Odell. And Lucas Odell, uh, he's been in our streams before and in our chats and everything like that. And he's a senior. I think this is the last year as a senior. I think he's uh, yeah, he, right at that cusp. He, he won. I, he won it all. He won it on the seniors' division. Yes, he did. But uh, when I found him, he was hitting in the top four. And I was going to the bathroom. He's coming out. I was like, Gazer Beam. I'm like, yo, Lucas? He's like, yeah. And we dapped it up. And he was so excited. I was so excited to see him. It's great to see Lucas Odell. And um, yeah, he told me he was going in the, in the top four. I said, hey, congrats, man. Knock it out. Do it. And then uh, I went to go sit down. I was watching some of the. Uh, Stream like live right there while I was doing some Pokemon Go side events on my mm-hmm. phone, and a tall, gangly, six foot four, blonde haired kid walks up and says, "Excuse me, are you Gazer?" I'm like, "Are, are you Stellar?" Yeah. So I finally got to meet Stellar Wish Gaming, and uh, we, we shook hands. We talked for a good ten minutes. I met his mom. Um, we saw Lucas run by again. Lucas said he was in the finals. It's game two. He won game one, but he had to go potty. Had you know had to take a little, a little tinkle break. Oh I guess the nerves God. get to you. You know. You, in the middle of game two, it's like, excuse me, got a tinkle. So, I mean, it's the finals. You can do that, right? You can do whatever you want to do in the uh, finals. No, I mean, even in, <laughs> even in Masters, if you need to go to the bathroom, like, you know, yeah. if it's pretty urgent, you can get a good judge to come hang out and watch your game state. Yeah. That's what I, that's what uh we had that regional prep um, before that. And that's what they told me, too. If you need to go, just, hey, judge, can you watch this for me and just run off to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, Lucas ran to the bathroom, and Lucas won it all. So, I guess the bathroom break, you know, helped. Um, I kept seeing, uh, I kept hearing about Andrew Mahone, like he's like elusive ghost. And I'm like, I saw Mahone walk by. Mahone was here. Mahone was there. Um, our, our boy Curly took a picture of Mahone. I'm like, how are you guys seeing Mahone? I saw him once during like round four. So when I kid you not, I'm sitting down for round four. We're five minutes in and I see Mahone like walk, you know, get up and walk away. I'm like, what? Didn't you? I thought you. So my assumption was that his opponent saw his name, saw who he was and just scooped up his cards and walked away and left. Turns out his opponent was a no show. But I was assuming that they just they just left because it's Sandra Mahone. But uh, I finally saw him outside. I was walking by and someone I didn't I was into my phone. I was doing a Pokemon Go side event. I was, you know, trying to catch them all and trying to spin Pokestops. Yeah, I hear yeah, someone yeah. like, whoa, Andrew Mahone. I'm like, oh, Mahone. And so I turn around like, oh, we're right next to each other. So the guy snaps a picture. I'm like, Andrew Mahone is like, yeah. He's like looking at me. I'm like, Gazer Beam. And he's like, brother, hey, man. He gave me a you know, handshake. And I swear, when I, as soon as I say Gazer Beam, people are like, oh, Gazer. Like, it was it was a cool moment, man. It was a cool moment. Yeah. Got a picture of Mahone. Met our guy Jake Gerhardt, man. And uh Mr. Darth Bean, too. I didn't run into uh uh Grant Mantley. I, how I many Grant. how many wallets morning. did you take from everybody this weekend, you scammer? Uh four. Only four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, met Jake Gerhardt and Mr. Darth Bean. I didn't run into Grant Mantley. I didn't see uh Southerbrow or Ryan Southern. I was we Ryan and I were trying to chase each other down for like all of day two, but he was too busy in day two. So like by the time he was done playing, it's like, okay, I'm over here. And then you hear the announcement. Pokemon players, round your next round is up. So I'm like, well, I won't see Orion, but yeah, I missed Orion. 
I, I missed a few other people too. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to Tablemon, and uh, but it was it was a good experience. I really enjoyed it, man. The people I saw and just the whole all of it. You you asked about the venue and just the vendors and everything like that. It was it was fun. I I did a couple side events at the Pokemon Go. Uh, we were gonna do a cube, but I didn't get a chance. So we had to leave. A, I, the group I was with had to leave a little sooner than we wanted to. But um, I ended up getting six dice. I picked up something from my stepdaughter that she hasn't found yet. I, I don't know how she hasn't found it. It's just sitting in her room, but okay. Um, <laughs> then I picked up a couple packs, a couple old school Cinnamon packs. I'm like, maybe if I hold on to these, you know, for another 20 years, they could pay for my son's college college tuition, maybe. I don't know. Like that evolving skies box. No, it's, it's gonna it's still sitting here. I'm looking at it right now. It's still sitting here. But um give it a year, it was, that box is five hundred dollars, my guess. So I'm giving it twenty years. Yeah, who knows? Dad, I want to go to college. Well, son, take this, put it on eBay, and let's get you in college. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> but all no, in all, a, you had a good time. A good experience, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I definitely got to do more. Now, of them. Now let's and I got to get about... out to the East Coast where oh, I can yeah, actually, yeah. you know, meet more of you guys and, that, you know, meet up with you and, you know, bug you in real life, man. Yeah, and of course, you know, if you guys want Gazer to come to the East Coast, remember to buy the merch. Use code word BLAMEGAZER on there to get 10% off of the purchase on there. Uh all that money does go to getting him to the East Coast. So hopefully we can try and get him to like Charlotte or Fort Wayne. Uh, maybe we do. I like think a we have enough money for that recording. Um, <laughs> I think we have I, enough money to get me. Um, I think we to have, the airport. I think we have maybe thirty dollars in there from like three shirts and a couple stickers. That gets me to the airport, doesn't it? Yeah, that's that's half the battle. <laughs> That's the Uber to the airport. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. But no, I definitely want to hit the East Coast and hang out with you and somebody, you know, even, I hate to say it, even Sonny. Look. Oh, um, yeah. Just, <laughs> he isn't tried, he the worst? He, 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 he made out with a vending machine in Columbus because I wouldn't touch what? him. Yeah, that's a whole, it's a whole other story. It's an inside Wait. joke at this point. Wait, what? They haven't seen the picture of him, like, leaning up against the vending machine, talking on the phone, trying to, like, look all seductive or whatever it was. What? No. Yeah, he, we. The, it ended up being a joke that like he was hitting on a vending machine the entire time. Is this uh, like along the lines of Blame Gazer? Is this like a trending thing? Uh, no, it's 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 not as serious as Blame Gazer. Not as. This is a serious matter, Blame Gazer. Yeah, Blame tell me why did that. Uh, why, tell me why did that go back uh, trending uh, over the weekend again? There's like five or six posts again with Blame Gazer. I'm like, what's uh, going on here? Uh, I use the uh, the Twitter account for the podcast to you know generate a little hype. For you at your first regional to get people to say good luck. Of course you did. And I thought was blame gazer. Yeah, it ended up just being a blame gazer fest, which is yeah. uh, equally as fine with me. So <laughs> now let's talk about your record. Uh okay. So what did you what did you finish? I finished four, three, two. Okay, so positive. Positive. Yeah, I wanted to finish that three three three, man, just for the memes. Just for the memes. But uh I ended up winning a game like it was against uh, the other I, I told you I faced three uh, Eternatus uh, with mm-hmm. Weezing. It was against my second one. And I was like, I took the first game. Um, game two was like, a, it was a, a bit of a battle, but game two was like, you know, the knockouts right there for the game. I'm like, oh, man, I guess I guess I have to win the game. <sighs> okay. I win. I didn't want to, I just wanted to go 3-3-3. Three, 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 and I was so close. I was this close to it. But yeah, it was a positive. Yeah, you finished positive. Uh, that's That's pretty good for a first time, too. Um, some people, again, like you said earlier, dude made day two on his first event. Some people go, uh, one and eight, uh, some people drop after round four or five. So I'm glad you stuck mm-hmm. out all nine rounds and played it out. Just well, yeah, I want to prove to myself I can do it and I, I can have the endurance to do yeah, it. And I pulled yeah. it off and, um, I, I guess I got a confession. I mean, well, also shout out to one of my local Fresno guys, uh, Matthew, 
Matthew was a uh, his this is first regional as well. He day twoed. He finished seventy uh, fourth though. Had a, a rough day two, but he day two on his first ever regional. Another one of our uh, uh, local people, uh, Jacob Jacob Lopez, day two as well. And another one, uh, Dre. Uh, you you know Dre. He has the weird mute list. You ran into Dre. You've met, yeah. You met you not met, ran into him, but you uh, messaged Dre a few times on Twitter. Yep. He finished forty fourth. Okay. This was his uh, third regional. His first one, he finished forty eighth. Second one in uh in uh, the, uh out there in Texas. He didn't do that great in Arlington. But uh, this one, he had a really good run. Started off 3-0, I believe, and then uh, lost a couple, and it was downhill from there. But uh, he had a good run as well. So shout out to my local homies, man. They say I don't give them enough love, but there it is right there. Hopefully they're hearing this. Hope they take a listen one day. Yeah, you guys but, seem um, to have a, a pretty strong uh, local scene out there. I counted up at the uh, end of the – on the ride home. It was about 20 to 25 of us out there from Fresno, which is a small number in you know, the grand scheme of things, but – just the fact we can travel up, you know, six hours, seven hours, really, and, you yeah, know, just to be there. Almost kind of like a hometown regional effect, even though it was only a few hours away. So, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's, that's, it a was, cool, that's a cool experience. It was good. It was good. I'm just looking. I really hope this freshman one happens, man. It's uh, it's not been confirmed. And Chip was like, well, that's that's not confirmed yet. So I like maybe they know something we don't know. And I asked Boo about it. And Boo was like, well, we don't know until they tell us where to go, which which is true. She told us that, too. Yeah, but you know, either I, I feel like the event's going to be moved somewhere else. They're trying to move it somewhere else, or they're waiting to the last minute because they don't want it to be Fresno. So, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, again, the transparency from uh, TPCI isn't the best um, in general when it comes to events, event planning. I mean, look at Australia; they had less than two weeks' notice for that la- for that last one they had. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I feel so bad for them. Hey, uh, by the way, there's a re- there's a regional going on. Here you go. Here's yeah, info. Yeah. <laughs> Signups are open. Go for it. What? <laughs> I felt so bad for them, but no. Um, it was it was a good time. My, my uh, my first round, I took an L to Lugia, which is a good matchup for me. Won the first game, or was it the other way around? Either way, we went to game three, and I could have played out for the tie, and I, I was playing pretty well. I uh, just I didn't drop a barrel a couple times. No nerves. Played pretty well. And I didn't get nervous until uh, time was called, or maybe like a turn before time was called. I like, like I looked at my sand. I'm like, I'm shaking. Why am I shaking? And then that left, you know, after a while. But uh, time was called. I was playing for a knockout on the following turn. I should have just played for the tie. If I just played for the tie, I would have been, I would have been, I would have tied. Mm-hmm. But I Rihond to my Arceus because I said, okay, if I take the knockout, I got the knockout now with Pikachu. They can't return the knockout with Pikachu. It takes damage. I retreat into Arceus and do the uh, 200 damage as opposed to, you know, the 160. That's knockout. That's game. But their hand was uh, about this thick. Their hand was about 12 to 15 cards. I should have Marnie. It was either Marnie or Rihon. I went Rihon. I should have Marnie because, you know, chances are there was a boss in that hand. Um, and there's a Crobat on the bench. A nice, or maybe a, it was a, uh, the fish. It was a Luminion. A nice juicy uh, filet just sitting on the bench for him. And after I attacked with Pikachu, you can guess what they did, right? They won. They they won. They bossed up the Luminion, took it out, and I should have just Marnie. So that's that's the misplay that like, cost me a, a game. It cost me a tie. I could have tied right there. But um, that was that was one I started. So I started off 0-1. The next game was uh, it's Hernandez wheezing. I tied with that one. Um, the guy he bricked. The first game, I just took him out. Second game, he got everything rolling the way he wanted it to, and I just couldn't get any, couldn't get any traction. And game three, I would have won if it wasn't for time. 
But of course, you know, once a time. And if I had one more turn, I would have had the knockout, would have had the game. But it was what it was. We tied there. Game three, I lost it. What was my game three? I don't remember, but I lost it. I, what is something I lost? Oh, that's the one. It was Lost Box. That's where I had game one in hand. It was a back and forth battle. Uh, I'm taking knockout. He can't touch my Pikachu. I have the the, the uh, parasol on it. I'm taking knockout after knockout. And he finally uh, bosses around the Pikachu and he spreads some damage with Sableye. Takes, you know, a couple knockouts. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I still have game in hand. Little did I know, he played Zigzagoon and had Scoop Up Net in the prizes. When he took his three prize knockouts, he knocked out a Arceus and a something else. Arceus okay. and a, 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 a barrel. Mm -hmm. He took the, took those out, took three prizes. One of the prizes happened to be a Scoop Up Net. So next turn, he already had 50 sitting on the uh, on the Manaphy. Next turn, he just Zigzagoon, Scoop Up Net, Zigzagoon, won it. I would have won the following turn. And in game two, I couldn't get anything going, but neither could he. But then we ran out of time, so he won based off of that. So I feel like that's when I, I just I just got unlucky. I could have won that one. I played everything pretty well on that one. Uh, game four, I played. Uh, here's the funny part: played against one of our local guys. Shout out to Michael. Um, we I saw the name, I was like, "That's Michael, isn't it?" We ran into him. I played him. He was playing a Palkia Kiram, and I had weakness with the uh, the Palkia. I targeted Kiram down early just to get some damage on it. And then I was like, I can knock out Palkia easy, you know, and that's, that's I, I too old him. Yeah. That was a rough one for him. That was, it was his first regional too. And I think he finished, he didn't finish very well, but I mean, first regional it's, it is what it is. Um, you, you can't go in expecting uh, to win them all in your first event. You know, it is an experience. Just have fun. And uh, it seemed like you had a lot of fun in general. So I did. I did. It worked out. Yeah. Next, uh, next game was uh, against the Mew matchup. And I played it so well. I played the Mew. I played the uh, the Crobat. I charged up Crobat. I mean, I, I didn't play that. I played the Drapion. I charged up the Crobat. Took a knock. I, I baited the Mew out, the, the VMAX out, knocked out with uh, Drapion. Then he knocked, then he uh, he pathed. And I'm, well, now Drapion is stuck. Crobat's ready to go, but Drapion is stuck. And I just couldn't get it out. And then he uh, unlocked his path, broke it open. He didn't know he could use a uh, Forest Seal Stone on the path. Oh yeah. Yep, so he went. He went a turn, and it's like, oh yeah, exactly. He went a turn. It's like, oh man, I wish I could use a stone. And me being the honest trooper I am, I you know I waited a turn. I was like, technically you can. It's like, oh you can. I'm like, technically because I wanted him to get you know I wanted to get out the lock anyway. I was like, I have Crowbat back here waiting. But um, he he broke the lock, bossed up Crowbat, took it out, and then um, locked locked me again with another uh, another back to back uh uh. Path to the peak. So okay. I couldn't track the drape on again. I'm like, well, well, that happened. And then game two, he overbenched. He had four Genesects, Oracorio, and one Mew. And I took out the one Mew. Drapion came in, and then he pathed it again. Yeah, and at I'm that like, point, well, though, without the, like another Mew or whatever, what? just like it's kind of rough. Well, yeah, I, I would have had him, but then he passed me. I couldn't attack. Drapion is just sitting there. He charged up a second Mew, and then he just took me out from there. So second Drapion would have definitely uh, won that matchup for me. Mm-hmm. So from there, I lost being in contention. I, I was 1-3-1 uh, at that time. Uh, next win came against, I, I got a confession to make. Next win came against a no-show. Of course. Opponent did not show up. I sat there. The guy next to me sat there. And he's like, hey, if our guys don't show up, let's play each other. And we played each other for a match. And I you know, went back to the hotel for a second. I had some time. The hotel was uh, literally a five minutes walking. Yeah, away from pretty the convention good. Center. It's always yeah. a nice thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a, a easy dub right there. So I, I said, "Hey, we take those. I accept those." Um, next round, uh, another confession to make. 
uh, I got the win. It was against another no show. Oh, of course. Yeah, back to back to back no shows. The, <laughs> back to back no shows. MVP, exactly. The nice two and a half hour break in the tournament for you. No wonder why you didn't feel like crap until round nine. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe that's part of it. Nor- normally, you got to feel like crap by like round six or seven. So you lucked out and got an extra two hour break. I, did. <laughs> I got to walk around. I watched some of the stream. I went to get a snack real quick. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. That might be it. That might be it, but yeah. yeah. You got you got some downtime to uh, to relax there. <laughs> Good job. But yeah, um, next round I came across another Eternal Weezing, and I uh, beat that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy just uh, just he he bricked both games pretty bad, and that's where I was like, well, I guess I'll win. I didn't want to win, but I was like, I I guess I'll take the win. And then uh, last round I ran into a, a real life knight, and uh, we tied on that one. It's another Eternal Weezing, back to back Eternal Weezings. And uh, we tied on that one. Um, we could have played for points. We could have got a uh, top 256 if one of us won. But I'm like, you know, if, if none of if no one can win in, in time, it's just, it is what it is. So we both just tied and there it was. You know what makes me sad is, you know, the, all the all those times I've gone 5-3-1 where I could have gotten points in 256, but the regionals were too big. And then, yeah, you guys have it super easy. With, like, well, no, I would have went person. 5. That would have been 5-3-1. It would have yeah, been the same yeah, record still. Yeah, 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 but... But, but I, I did go five. I, I did go five. And you missed and out. Did you get you missed like two, two sixty because though. the regionals were too big. <laughs> too big, yeah. And I, again, that we we've talked about like the the reward versus the entry fee versus mm-hmm. the amount of players. Like again, we've talked about like Piper winning two regionals and still not having a world's invite. Like the system is just not balanced whatsoever. And then I saw I saw a VGC player say something about it. Like you know, oh dude, dude can win a five hundred and thirty. Uh, player event and not have a world's invite uh and i was like well look at the tcg like we've well, had hey buddy check plus, out the tcg yeah, yeah. plus thousand player regionals and whatnot and those people who win two of them don't have an invite so i think i yeah. think the system needs some balance when it comes to these like attendance it needs a further attendance kicker for prizing and uh, everything else considering like the rapid inflation the country's facing at the current moment in time yeah, you're right. I agree with you. Um, our our buddy Ongar, shout out to Ongar. Um, he had a a, t- a tweet where he was like, and I agree with him. Uh, you win a regional, that should be just an automatic invite the world, shouldn't it? Mm-hmm. And I I thought that even before he said that, and I was like, that's I I 100% agree with you. That's how it should be. You win, you get the automatic invite. It's like a, it's this is a maybe not the same kind of scenario, but like uh the late night series that Zach Lesage runs, or uh, when Hexter had his thing, you win one of those, you get a you know you get enough you know a few points, you win a couple of them, you get you basically you're locked in, you're good to go. And there's even some you know some events where you win them and you go, you have to go to the invitational, you know you get the uh, uh, invitation to the, to the invitational for the big grand prize, you know whatever it is. But. Yeah, if you look at uh, if you look at like uh, Digimon and Yu Gi Oh, like top X amount depending on the overall amount of attendance gets an invite to their national tournament. Mm-hmm. Which is coming up pretty soon, isn't it? Uh, Digimon Nationals. Is that their worlds? Digimon Nationals is in California in February or March. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up. That's the one. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I agree. This, the system is uh to a point where it's a little, a little bit flawed. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh this, this rapid growth with the VGC, with the TCG, with Go picking up steam was kind of you know unaccounted for wasn't planned out entirely in the correct way. So now they have to kind of, you know, revamp a few things. And I mean, they could always, you know, rebalance the, the whole 
you know, the CP floor needed for uh, an invite. But that doesn't justify the fact that, like, again, we've had these 1,000, 1,200, so on and so forth events where so many people just felt like they've been robbed uh, out of points or prizes, uh, especially considering the entry fees are 60 to $80 on average, depending on where you live. Yeah, you're right. Uh, this one was uh, 70 bucks. Yeah. I was like, yeah, sheesh. But uh, I got a nice play mat. It wasn't what I wanted. It was Reggie Lecky. I wanted the uh, the one from Salt Lake. I wanted and the Garatino. I, I believe the they've they've given out Reggie Lecky in um uh, what was it Toronto, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's a repeat offender play mat. Yeah, but, I mean it was my first. I'm just like, hey, cool play mat. But I want the uh, the Garatino one. People got there uh, that Friday and you know checked in early. They got a choice between Garatina, between Reggie Lecky, and get this too, between Arceus, Dialga, and Palkia. Yeah, there, there's a lot of those um, that they've had, and that's because those would have been given out. Mm-hmm. Right, and I figured that right when things right were before cut COVID, off or they were overproduced, uh, or that was like the last expanded regional that fired off in that February of 2020. So it's it's hard to say why there are so many of those, but there's definitely a few guesstimates as to why. Yeah, I figured it was you know some leftovers from a cosmic eclipse, and then. I was riding with one of the judges at at our local area, and he was like, "Hey, have them ask what you know. What does the the trademark date say?" And it said 2019. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, because that was like right before COVID. You know, probably some extra stuff they couldn't give away or stuff they had planned to give yeah, away." Technically, just, Cosmic just Eclipse came out in November of 2019, so that's when they would have pr- uh, printed that play mat to match that mm-hmm. copyright date and the pack art and all that. So, who yeah, knows? So I wasn't mad at it. I just wanted a mat. I was like, "Cool mats," but. I want the uh, the Garatina one, man. That looks so. Have you seen that one? That one is so. Yeah, I have it. I have it. I got it at, uh, oh, at okay. Baltimore. Big, that was the highlight of Baltimore. Was big, the Colors promo oh. and um, oh, okay. In the Garatina, I'm happy for you. That's cool. Oh, cool. I went to Great. Baltimore and I, I sat in a sweaty basement and <laughs> ev- the entire city smelled like marijuana. So yeah, what an accomplishment for me. <laughs> you got a nice play mat and a promo Cobras. I got yeah. a promo Serena. Yeah, that's cool too. <laughs> Colorist will be more playable uh, in the long run. That's fair. Serena. I feel like, like I want full art Serena's, but at the same time, like I don't want to pay forty dollars for a car that might drop in price because it's like half playable. It's come three to four months from now. You mean you want one of these? Let me guess. You have like eighty-seven of them. Oh, you have a full I just, art. Okay, I just have the full art one. That's all. Yeah. I I pulled it from a league like a month and a half ago. I just got lucky. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get it graded though. I'm not a madman mad enough to play it. Like I see everyone playing like uh like two of the uh turn of the decks I played were like blinged out. I'm like, what are you doing? You mad insane gentleman. Yeah, I'm not can, I'm not crazy enough to do that. However they want to. All right, let's <laughs> talk about the uh the top eight now, I guess. Yeah. The meta. Yeah. So technically seven and a half different decks. Uh, Hold on, you gotta explain that part Seven and a half? Okay, there are two lost boxes that feature different main attackers So, kind of a similar core uh, But they they feature different main attackers That spicy uh, Dragonite we're talking about? The the Dragonite and the one that didn't have Like the the Rayquaza And the other one uh, that Table Mon Pablo Meza played Had uh, the Rayquaza in there Um, But Gibson Archer Tang took the win with Vikavolt, and this is interesting to note that this is their first event back after a six-month ban. Oh, they were banned for stealing a stack of quick balls at NAIC. Oh, 
and they only had a six month ban and they come back and they win. Kind of I a, was watching kind, the stream on the way right home. Kind of a crazy uh, thing to think about. Yeah, chat was a little, you know, chat was a uh, not happy what was going on. I, was wondering, I, I didn't understand chat, why chat was so. The yeah. Twitch chat in general is just super toxic on the Pokemon stream. You're not wrong. It, it and like the moderators hit the wrong messages sometimes. It seems like and time out the wrong users. Some people are asking like, you know, legitimate questions and the the moderators assume it to be like toxic uh or degenerate and then up timing out and banning people for just dumb little things yeah you're not wrong about that either i'm I, for a while i thought the moderators were just robots just programming it you know through an algorithm or something like that no but it's probably a whole full-on staff of people yeah um, i assume so but for a while i was like you gotta be a robot you got you have to be a bot but, but yeah, yeah anyways G gibson tag one with uh with vika volt and it had, you know, some spicy tech in there. This is like the, the third or fourth showing of this deck into the top cuts of uh, uh, third, the yeah. last, last few regionals. I think 2-1 and 1 went to the finals, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so lost, this, yeah. Yeah, so the, it, I think it was in the finals the last event or a few mm -hmm. events ago. And then we had Mew in second place from Nathan's, Nathan Ginsburg. Uh, and it wasn't time. just your average Mew. It was your uh, your DTE Mew. Yeah, yeah. They, they did not play the Fusion Strike Energy and Mail Out and all that. So mm -hmm. it was just a, the Unga Bunga 190-220 every turn uh, <laughs> swinging in there. Uh, Grant Shen, third place with Arceus Duraludon. Uh, kind of an expected call. We talked a little bit about it last week uh, mm -hmm. leading into it. Um, fourth place, Ryan Harris with a Lost Box. This one had the Dragonite V, not to be confused with the Dragonite V from Pokemon Go. Uh, this one has Shred, and I think it's like Gale, Gale Force or whatever. It does 250 and hurts your bench yeah. for 20 each uh, we had makani tran with a very unique rcs v box style deck in fifth place darren omia or darren omira in sixth with the reggie gang we had alex mcneil in seventh with the only lugia, in lugia. Cut, the Just only lugia in cut and then we had pablo meza aka tablemon in eighth place with ray lost box and i feel bad um for for pablo with what happened in that that last game they had going on where uh he played the energy recycler put put back uh four instead of five energy and then played the two the two gates and accelerated two fighting energy to the rayquaza uh and proceeded to take a knockout when it actually shouldn't have been it should have been 320 and the game progressed a little bit before the uh the judges could get caught up with what was going on with everything like mm -hmm. that yeah, um, that Rayquaza is a powerful deck. There's a few lost boxes with the Rayquaza around. Um, believe it or not, there, there, believe it or not, there were a few uh, lost box uh, suing uh, Gudra, which mm -hmm. I thought was weird. Yeah, but yeah, Gudra had a lot of hype. The Sosa brothers uh, were playing mm -hmm. it, uh, and they seemed yeah, to be I think, doing uh, pretty well. Israel made there. a day too. So yeah, but yeah, the, um, lost box was a, was was around, and the one Pablo was playing was uh, it was there. I, I saw it quite prominently. Uh, matter of fact, my guy Curly, the one at day two, he ran into Pablo Mesa. Uh, he ran a table on, I think, round two. Mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm playing against Pablo Meza and myself and Guaps and George and a few other, you know, a few other people were like, ooh, um, ooh. And of course, he proceeded to lose. But um, he said it was a good experience. He played well. He said even uh, the game one, he said he played really well. Even uh, Pablo was like, man, I had to, you know, really stretch out and overextend to, you know, get that. He said, you played that well. And in game two, uh, Curly went on to get demolished. But uh, yeah, his his build is very good. Yeah. Very good yep. 
Uh, our buddy uh, Darth Bean uh, played a Ray deck with Kyogre, uh, and I, I I played it the the last week, and I've had a lot of fun with it. So yeah, amazing Ray Lost Box variants are super fun, very aggressive, very powerful, and the uh, different lines of play you can make in that deck are really awesome. But yeah, I'm shocked about the uh, the only the one Lugia. Lugia. Uh, and I remember last week, what did I say? It wouldn't have more than 28 uh, percentage of the meta share in day one. I was wrong. It had 33, it 30. 33%, 33% yeah. uh, in day one. But it doesn't feel like it did because it just didn't perform um, as well. I feel like everybody who's been playing it either was like, all right, cool. I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm putting this away. <laughs> or, you know, we're going in and uh, playing different decks. And it seemed like Lost Box variants, because it had it had two pips on the uh, the meta breakdown. It was like the Rayquaza variant had its own category, <laughs> and then the others had their own category. <laughs> others. That's one of Kyogre's, the ones with uh, apparently Dragonite now. And and, and Charizard, uh, like Sa mm -hmm. Sablezard, all that kind of stuff. So definitely uh, weird to uh, assume that uh, they, they broke it down that way. Um, any uh, any takeaways from the uh, the top eight or the day two meta that you can think about that you want to talk about specifically? Um, I, I don't know the the Lugia, I guess are we for the next? Well, we get Crown Zenith in a couple weeks, which will be will Crown be Zenith drops and, on the twentieth, which will be yeah. legal for Orlando at the beginning of February. So yeah, that might shake things up a little bit, maybe. But I was gonna say maybe from now until you know March. 31st, you know, after that, you know, until a rotation and Scarlet and Violet drops, the meta might go along the lines of, you know, Lugia does well, people counter Lugia. Lugia does well, people counter Lugia. It might just go along those lines. Because if you look at those Lost Box variants, a lot of them, you know, ran Lightning support. They ran mm -hmm. a Raikou V or, you know, Amazing and, Rare and we talked We talked about that last week. We talked about that last week, how, like, it was like that bell curve mm -hmm. of everything going on that way. So yeah, and I didn't believe you. And then uh, our, our local homie Dre, he said the same thing too because he went to Arlington and he said it was just counters and weird decks. And he said it was just just random things just out there looking for Lugia. And he said mm -hmm. every, it's like it all missed and like just couldn't do well and just it all couldn't do well against Lugia. But uh, this one Lugia just it must have hit. I don't know. I don't know what. Huh. Yeah, I'd like to break down know, more, what, what, more yeah. of the day two decks in general, but Pokey Stats is actually at the current moment still pretty empty for those mm -hmm. 89 um, players there for day two. There's a handful sprinkled in. We saw we saw the a couple of Dialga, like where there's a Dialga on stream. There's one on stream I saw. I was like, what is this guy uh, doing? 80, what is happening place, here? <laughs> uh, into day two with Dialga. Uh, a handful of E-Turn, like it was like 30-something players played mm -hmm. E-Turn uh, variants. And a uh, handful of, like we said, Duraludon. So we, we were pretty we were pretty close with like our assumption of the meta percentages, just except for the fact that like I was off by like 5% for the Lugia. But it, yeah, it, it, feels, it feels like it wasn't 33% looking at the results. No, I can't, I don't, I don't understand how Lugia just didn't get to the finals like i don't know what matchups they hit or what the achilles heel is the, maybe the, it's the that lost box the maybe? the lock the, and, and i mean lost box is is insane in general because it can just be so different and like 
It's, there's mm-hmm. a whole there's a whole mentality of like when you sit down for the first time across from a lost box and like you don't know that person you don't know their list it's just like all right cool are you do i need to prepare for kyogre do i need to prepare for charizard do i need to prepare for greninja raiko raiko v rayquaza like there's just so yeah. many uh variants in that in that archetype and then like also too you could also see lost box start and then not put a gudra down and then end up end up playing gudra in the end so like the, <laughs> it, it could be a gudra deck and, and not, like, not a lost box yeah. yeah so like that's 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 definitely a big factor in that like the mind game of playing lost box against someone who doesn't know your list or i mean that's the fun part though right because i mean i've seen some with snorlax and without snorlax i'm talking mm-hmm. about the one that hits for uh, 180 the thumping snore um i've seen i, I played someone locally shout out to my guy evan um mm-hmm. i played my, my guy evan earlier uh, was it last week or the week before? But I played him locally and I had Arc Peak and I was doing really well. But I was afraid of the Kyogre. I didn't know if he was playing which you know build he was playing. So I benched my Manaphy and I evolved my Crobat and VMAX. So like I didn't want it to, you know, get one shot by Kyogre. Turns out he's playing Rayquaza. So out the blue, all of a sudden, you know, he take he went. I, I had game in hand, but he he finds a boss, gets enough energy on his, blows up Rayquaza and blows up my Crobat. Mm-hmm. Takes the last three. I'm like, man, if I didn't evolve the Crobat, I had games. Like he shouldn't evolve. I said, I didn't know which build you had. So it's it's it varies the variance is there and you're yeah. right it's it makes it makes it makes for interesting uh deck choice right because you never know yeah, everyone's yeah, gonna be yeah, slightly like, again, different if, if you if you assume snorlax like, all right cool i have to evolve so i don't get ko'd and then you assumed wrong and rayquaza comes out with the steel chair <laughs> oh out of nowhere rayquaza with the steel chair exactly yeah, what happened yeah oh because he had the snorlax on the bench i'm like okay if he ever charged up snorlax crowbat's a goner mm-hmm. and i said if he has the uh the kyogre he takes out crowbat and one of my little guys on the bench, it's over. Let me evolve Crobat. Let me go get Manaphy. I'm good to go. Nope, it's Rayquaza. Just sitting there chilling. Like, what's up? I'm here too. Yeah, loading it up and uh, just the big numbers it can hit anywhere mm-hmm. between, you know, 240 to 300, uh, depending on how many they attach to it. And yeah, it, that, it's a whole thing. And that, uh, I mean, this, that just that's detonates, man. It just blows up and just. Yeah, and then again, the next the next event is Orlando, and we do get Crown Zenith, and I think Lost Box just gets stronger because they get access to Zamazena. They get Zamazena. Zamazena, it's a single prizer in the set. Uh, it's attack. Uh, if one of your Pokemon were knocked out on the last turn, it does 120 more. Its base damage is 100, so it can do it can do 220, 220. for two metal mm-hmm. and a colorless, and then it has an ability where if it has an energy attached to it, it takes 30 less damage. So uh, man, I, it, see, I thought you were talking about Zamazenta into uh, V Star. No, no, like, Zamazenta V Star okay. is going to get played in like <laughs> other random decks that like can just fit in a Zamazenta V and a V Star, and it'll be all right. Um, I don't think it'll be as uh, as prevalent and as important as the little Zamazenta. We've seen the little Zamazenta do well in Japan uh, recently. Maybe somebody uh, with Crown Zenith can break Rotom V Star. Um, maybe we'll see Zacian V Star. Well, have we decks. have we been shown Rotom V Star yet? Rotom V Star is in this set. He's yeah. got to be in there. It, it, is. it is. It is. Okay. It's, it's, it's in there. there. Um, where I've seen it, and this is another thing I want to talk about. We kind of talked about it last week, but there's been even more uh, pokey tubers, not TCG playing YouTubers, but like the you know the the pack opening. Mm-hmm. Um, those YouTubers. There's been a lot of them getting stolen Crown Zenith product. 
and Whoa. it's it's going crazy with wildfire uh spreading all over this stuff that like and they're not opening the etbs or the the reggie boxes that are supposed to drop on the 20th they're opening the mini tins that don't have a date until like later on this year oh how, how are they getting their hands on those the ETBs, because they showed us everything's come out in waves, right? Yeah, it's and, like and just like how and Champions Path and, yeah. and and all those all those normally do. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll double check the dates for the mini tins, but they've been open to the mini tins. Goodness gracious! And it's it's kind of it's kind of messed up to think like, okay, how are you getting this? Where are you getting this? But they're 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 breaking it all down and they're cracking everything open and and it yeah it's all over the internet now uh whether it's official or not or whatever um you know like content creators if they get sent crown zenith from from pokemon there's an embargo date you can't open until a certain date you're not allowed to show it off you're not allowed to talk about it until a certain date uh and then so these people have no affiliation with tpci they're not getting sent this product from tpci if not they'd be following the rules and, and you know playing along with the code of conduct I mean, we talked about it last week with Gumi. It's, it's too. If you get your hands on it, and you know, and it's not through a TPCI, it's just you know through your own means, whatever it is, it's too tempting not to open. Like I get it, yeah, it's, uh, it's the, the, you shouldn't do it, but it's so the, tempting. The like, one, oh my gosh, the one, it opens for more engagements and more views and more just yeah. The last, the last I saw, one of the users, and this was last night when I saw this, because uh, somebody else made a video talking about it, not actually opening the product, but talking about this person who had the product. Uh, they had um, over 50,000 views on the video, oh. but their channel only had about 20K subscribers. So, you, you know, it's views. just like uh, huh. you, you sold your soul for roughly $250 in ad revenue uh, for the 50,000 <laughs> views uh, just to be blacklisted by TPCI and hated by the majority of the community at this point in time. Was it worth it? Is the question. No, it's it's, it, like, it's, uh, it's never it's never worth no. it. No, it's no. I'm saying that's, that's the question I would ask that person. I would ask them. It's like when um when Thanos finally got his hands on the Soul Stone, and you know finally got all the Infinity Stones, and then you know little Gamora in his mind was like, you know, did you do it? He's like, yeah. She's like, you know, at what cost? And Thanos like everything. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you got you, yeah, think you got your views, you got your engagement, you got your two hundred fifty dollars, but at what cost? Yeah, not everybody has like the the heart. Uh, or the the right mindset to you know do things uh, appropriately and, and follow the book, and some things like that that can ruin somebody's excitement for a product is watching somebody open it, mm-hmm. you know, two weeks, a week and a half early. I mean, sure, it could also build up um, the excitement for it and and whatnot. But the leaks, man, kind of uh, kind of not cool uh, in general, especially when that product is allegedly stolen. And they can't yeah. manifest receipts for it to prove that they bought it at like a Walmart or a Target or whatever. Because I mean, we we've seen that happen before, where Walmart puts out something a week Which early, and it's not, know, it's yeah. not, yeah, it, it's not, and it's there, it's not necessarily Walmart's fault. It's the vendor who goes into Walmart and works for the third party, so on and so forth. But to just uh, you know, to throw it away, and I mean, at this point too, like if you have to to do all these things to um. To get the views, is your content even good in the first place? Huh. Probably not. I can yeah, probably P- not. People compare a lot of these YouTubers that have come out and just opened packs and whatnot as like 
great value pokey rav and and uh food lion brand leonhart and oh man not the costco brand uh you, you've heard of a drive what about b drive <laughs> you know like it, those sort of people um and the mentality of it and like it, it's it's also been weird like with like working into the shop recently too because like japanese product has uh blown up in like the terms of people who want it for whatever reason and I mean, it's, you know, not necessarily a bad thing, but I've had more people come into the store and like, do you have, do you have Japanese packs? Do you have V-Star Universe? And it's like, no, we, 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 no. We, we can't order that through our distributors. We'd have to pay what you're paying on Amazon for it. So why would we have it when you could just buy it from Amazon? Yeah, because then you, you have to mark it up way too high to be worth, you know, worth and, anything. And at that point, who's going to buy it mm -hmm. at that price when they could just buy it from Amazon and and so on and so forth to uh, to get to get their fix? And then, like, people come in and, like, they expect to do, like, straight one-for-one -one trades or expect, uh, like, you know, you, oh, you guys take trades? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we pay 40 to 50% depending on the card and the condition of the market value, which is pretty dang good compared to most places in our greater area here. Um, but they expect, like, they come in with a $40 Altart Neuvern V. They expect us to give them $40 for it and in, in, in trade. And I'm like, well, how do we make money then, man? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's overhead, there's rent. Yeah, I got to get paid. <laughs> my, my my boss has to keep fulfilling my paychecks. No, I remember my first time interaction selling cars, you know, uh, recently. I sold them to a shop owner and uh, it's, it's almost for his personal collection, but you know, someone's for the shop as well. And he's like, okay, I can give you this set for that, this for that. And I'm like, I know it's worth more than that, but if I need the cash right now, if I, you know, I, you know, I want to sell it to my local shop anyway. I'm like, okay, I know I'm gonna take a little bit less, off, you know, off the top, and it's fine. But you know, if the only other option is what to go to eBay or go to P TC TCG Player and do it have yourself to do it that way. Do yeah, yourself. And it's, put the legwork in, pay the taxes, Ugh. have the shipping products, have mm -hmm. the know-how and, and and what to do. I mean, always support the places you play at. Uh, I wish people in general would would get that get a hold of that and half the people that come in and want to like you know they expect full value out of a full art or whatever they don't even play them. they don't even play the game they've never sat down at a table and shuffled yeah. up a deck before in their life uh and, it, and it's those people who are making this content stealing getting getting stolen crown zenith from factories and distributors and 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 making videos on it it's it's crazy mm. yeah it's it's ugh. I didn't know it was still happening. I mean, we talked about it last week, but I didn't yeah, know it was still happening. Yeah, no, there's, like, there's, 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 at least, there's at least 12 different oh creators gosh. who have been cracking this stuff. And I don't know if they're all friends or, or what the deal is. But, and again, it's not anyone who makes content on playing the game. They're not reputable mm -hmm. players. They're, they're people who do, they're not even breakers like Twitch breakers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not doing that. They're just pokey tubers. Yeah. I mean, it's like Gumi said, you know, what did it, did it just did it just fall off a truck? Did someone just happen to find it? it had, you know, just oh, if, ugh, imagine if they're all connected somehow, like you said, and they have like one guy who you know works in the, in, the, in the deep dark factory, and you know he's able to bring back you know cases, and wouldn't that be horrible? Ugh. Even then, though, they're, they're all like friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's still that's still stolen. It's still stolen. Yeah, no, it, it's completely, completely. Unfortunate that the Man. way it's uh, it's breaking down. Uh, in the uh, current TCG sphere. These are probably the kind of guys that uh, go out and, you know, steal One Piece promos and try to resell those too. I mean, potentially. I mean, I don't know. I, I've never sat down and, like, watched these uh, content creators. 
on a regular basis or whatever. So I have no idea. What not else to my do. Views, but I, I see it in my recommended on my uh, homepage. It's like, oh, uh, Crown Zenith early, 50,000 views. Oh, wow. What? They're not getting my views. Or do they at least have a pog face in the thumbnail? Like, you know, to draw attention? Oh, yeah. They, you know, they, okay, they, they, and, and you know what? That's not. I'll give them that. You don't have to that. do That's that, fine. though. You don't have to do that. Like you, 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 like you don't have to put your face in a thumbnail. People say it's for the algorithm. It's not. It's not true. That's myth Wait, busted. Scuba, weren't you the guy who were who was trying uh, different foods one time and we were holding foods like this, like uh, like that? Like because food, I was me. I was in the video and that's why. <laughs> like like my my body and like not yeah, just not just my hands and my arms. Like when I'm doing a deck profile or, or, or your profile. Yeah, there's no there's no stupid. It's just yeah, your hands. It's just my we, hands. Love, we love your hands, by the way. Oh, we yeah. love your hands. I'm gonna start getting manicures for everybody with the uh, YouTube channel memberships coming through. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm teasing, man. I, I know what you're saying. So um, it's just, it's you don't have to put uh, all that stuff into your thumbnail. Just put effort and time into your content and eventually people will watch it you can't you can't get upset that one video flops or fails you can't just give up after one you got to stick with it and, and rock and roll with it figure out what works for you and find your own little niche inside of a niche itself sounds like you're speaking from experience man um youtube's been treating you right you just said uh, yeah, you got so, partnered so, uh, what two weeks ago no it's it's been about four Three or weeks? five four or five weeks now actually no, it has hold on a second no it hasn't wait a minute early december is when it was uh finalized oh okay about four weeks you're right oh wow so was it wow it's time has flown my guy yeah so what's it been like tell me about it it's been fun um i've, I've enjoyed it yeah my my longest i'm looking at the stats right now my longest member is 28 days and it took a week to get it took a week to get um memberships activated so yeah just over a month just over a month now of uh being a partner um and and, and it's not all cracked up to what everybody thinks it is when it comes to money because that all comes down to how many views you get um mm -hmm. you don't just make in buku dollars no uh doing youtube content i remember uh i watched the video of uh oh what's the guy that does the, the game theories it's just a game theory i think it's just called game it's theory. a food theory what's, what's, what's oh uh, matt pat yeah pat yeah. matt yeah pat 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 matt pat pat that guy yeah yeah you're, you're you're right the first time yeah him no he uh he broke down you know how much videos you know actually what it takes to actually make money you know substantial money off these videos and how many views it would take and how many uh uh, what you need to get into the algorithm to get things going. It, it takes a lot of views to get a turn of revenue, turn some profit. Yeah. So that's why I noticed a lot of creators uh, make one large video, maybe once or twice a month. They put all their effort and time to that one big video to try to get enough views and momentum going. And, you know, but I also noticed there's also some who put out videos every day to try to, you know, turn it that way. So there's, there's so many different ways. And, and, that, and that comes down to like what kind of content you're making in the first place. True. Like we, we, we're in a TCG sphere where the meta changes week by week. Uh, and the tech can be found two days from now and it's relevant or important or different matchups can exist or different deck profiles can exist or like, it's almost a limitless evolving thing. You know what I mean? Like it's mm -hmm. constantly changing uh what what's popular this week could completely fall off the face of the earth in the tcg next week no you're right and it, it, it does depend i've seen uh people do uh makeup tutorials and they put out a video every day i mm -hmm. guess that's the, the sphere they live in so yeah i i get it youtube is like i say it's hard man or you I, have, I don't like, know how you, you do like, it you have, like, you have you. like brutal moose who puts out one video a month or like john tron every three months or whatever you know what i mean like <laughs> man. 
Yeah, I, I was being generous saying, you know, once a month, you know, a couple times a month. But yeah, John Tron, you'll see him like whenever, said, he, you know, whenever he feels like it. Five times a year. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it's different for everybody. It's just uh, it's not it's not the same depending on what kind of content you do. Mm-hmm. And I would love to, you know, dive out and do a little bit more. But I don't know what I want to do yet uh, outside of this. I'm, I kind of want to cover um, the Disney Larkana game. I, I've seen your tweets about that, and I'm I'm a Disney fan just like but you, so I'm like, that's here's, interesting. Here's the problem with this, too, and as I, I might actually make a video on this topic more in depth, is there's a lot of people who are making content on this game that there's no gameplay for yet. Like, there's a there's a premiere, there's a Twitter account, and it's like, Lorcana Premiere Podcast. What the hell do you have to talk about? Maybe they're going to break down how to play the game. But there's no rules out. There's no game mechanics. Nothing's been explained. Maybe they're going to Hmm. yeah what are they talking about and then like somebody somebody tweeted something like oh they're coming back from vacation today we're gonna get big news and like the the disney account was just like no nah, we're just coming back from vacation there's no news no nah, bro no nah, nah, bro no news maybe we should hop on that bandwagon forget yeah, gusts yeah, of yeah. wind <laughs> let's become um like the lacana locate uh connection i don't know we'll come up with something yeah i don't know no? Okay, guess okay, guess when it is. Um, like you know, they they've only, there's only like technically they 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 gave away six cards at like a Disney Expo that have like no text and no no anything. So like no one knows how to play the game. So how are based you based off the way this card looks? I'm assuming that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Well, there, well, I can't. We can't even assume what the mechanics will be like. So I can't even say maybe yeah. it'll be like this or that. We we have no idea. So, I, but it's Disney, and we all love Disney. So we're all slaves to the to the Disney beast. So. The machine it is what it is yeah. but um youtube uh we gotta wrap this up pretty soon but uh before we do wrap it up though you have something going on on youtube uh in the next couple cu- uh, couple days right yeah 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 uh, so this 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 coming thursday uh nine card and i are hosting a webcam war invitational uh so i'll have the link to the stream in the description of this episode so go check that out. It's already set up, ready to go on my channel. If you're already subbed, awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. Hey yo, can I start um, waiting right now? Yeah, yeah. You can totally hang out in that in that chat and just exist um, for two we days. Have, we have eight on, players, which nine card is one of, uh, and we have uh, a few names such as Piper Lapine, Calvin Connor, Little Dark Fury, and a few other uh, players. Uh, Jake Gearhart. Uh, I, ha- I have the list. Uh, just I uh, my my brains because it's like it's midnight for me now. <laughs> Yeah, it um, is. My brain's slowly turning off a little bit. <laughs> but they're playing for uh, some almost cash prizing. Uh, Wait, what is almost cash? V- Visa <laughs> gift cards to uh, dodge the gambling uh, aspect of cash. Oh, 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 ah, ah, um, so, <laughs> yeah. But, just, say, we'll just, just call it prizing? Just prizing. Yeah, there's, 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 there's monetary prizing, I guess. Whatever there we go. We'll it. go with that. We'll go and with that. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, it's a thing. Uh, we have Cashman playing, Harrison Yo Birch. Cash? Uh, so, Yo, Harry Birch? Yeah, so, you know, a ha- handful of know awesome, people. awesome people. And then what's going to happen is Primetime Wizard and I are going to be casting it on my YouTube channel. Uh, while it's live and then nine card is playing in it and recording his matches for videos for his channel and anybody else who is you know a content creator it's in this mix is allowed to also uh record their gameplay and use it on their channel later on down the line and i'm then, guessing you might see some stuff from little dark fury later on down the and, line and what uh, and what will happen after this is uh within a, few, within a few weeks we're gonna try to do it as an open 
event for the public to play with webcams. Oh my. Uh, sir, do you know how many people will be interested in that? I have no idea. So let, are you guys ready to handle that? Okay. All right. Oh, okay. And uh, so I won't be casting uh, anything that's not an invitational. I'll be participating and just running my live stream yeah, on the on the YouTube channel of me oh. playing through. Someone has to judge this. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, and we'll have we'll have judges and uh, staff and all that kind of stuff involved. So we'll see. But yeah, don't definitely uh, head over to the YouTube channel and take a look at the stream if you want to watch that. And get excited for it. Uh, the event, Thursday, the event right? is over on Limitless. Uh, again, you can't register because it's an invitational, but uh, you can see the names and follow along the brackets and everything as it goes along. It's uh, Thursday, correct? Yeah, this Thursday, Thursday. The, the, the 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern time, so yeah. 5 p.m. Uh, specific time. That's the best time there is. But yeah, um, you're asking for trouble, and I'll be there. Let's see, 8 to 5. I'll be out of practice. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll, I'll be there for like the last half of it, and I'll be there just to... Um, well, no, this one's going to succeed. Now, I'll be in your stream when the other, you do the uh, the open one. That that one I'll be there for. Just watch your, the glorious flames and, and the fire and the burning of you trying to run a tournament and judge it and play in it. Oh, man. I've done it before. That's, I've done it before with PTCG and stuff. webcam, though. No, this but... Is, this I got to see. We, we want to we open it up and see if we can get people playing webcam uh, more because, uh, you know, Nick's not satisfied with his migrate to live. I don't. I don't like playing online in general anymore. Um, so, and worst case scenario, <laughs> if the, if I go down in flames in the first one, then I take a back seat and I just run it for everybody uh, <laughs> and continue doing this streams. Is, I'll, I'll tell you this right now, Sue. This is a great idea, and it's going to be a big deal, man. It's definitely going to be a big deal. Yeah. I don't know how you guys pulled it off, but uh, that's that, that's all, all the networking for the for the players. Um, and the prizing, that's all on Nick. Uh, I had the idea of running the tournament together okay. uh, and how to, break down, how to break it down in terms of like content and whatnot. So mm -hmm. maybe we'll do, you know, at least one or two open ones a month. And then after so many, maybe we invite the winners back as another invitational for, 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 for prizing. Uh, how we'll handle prizing in the more open ones, I don't know what we'll do yet. Um, but we'll cross maybe. every bridge as we get to it. Maybe a few booster packs. Maybe maybe we'll around. get a sponsor to come through and hey, yo. and and hook us up, or maybe we buy some TCGPlayer.com uh, gift cards as prizing. Mm -hmm. um, I know that it's not the greatest for our international friends, uh, but for it sure. is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It's I think you're onto something. It's going to be a big deal here. Um, I'm not surprised Nine Card did most of the networking because when it comes to networking, who does the networking here for the Gusto Wind Podcast? Oh, I do. Hey, I mean, he had he had a lot of names in mind. And I was just like, I was just like, I'll handle all the organization if you want to handle Wrangle and the crew. And and who does that for the Gus Wynn podcast? Both of us. Okay, we're we're gonna go with that. That's fine. Let's get out of here. Let's wrap this up. I can't believe this. Yeah. All right. So any final? I get, I get no credit. Huh? This is okay. <laughs> any final thoughts? You mean to tell me ninety five ninety five percent of our guests weren't on? Okay, that's fine. You found nine card, uh, on guard, and and that turtle guy. Oh, who else? Who else? <laughs> There's a, yeah, 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 yeah Frosty Caribou. Yeah. No, what, wait, what was that? What was that one? Frosty 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 Frosty. Official uh, Pokemon <laughs> trading card game live stream commentator. <laughs> yes, 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 Frosty Caribou. 
I love what we do, man. I, we got to keep this podcast going, man. We're, um, people are listening, and I thank you guys for the listen. You guys listening right now. Shout out to people I met earlier. If you guys listen to, to the whole episode, uh, Reed, his first name is my last name. It's, it's great. Uh, Reed and uh, James, man, thank you guys for saying what's up to me. And anyone else who saw me at, at San Diego recognized me. Anyone who's like, hey, that's Gazer. Even if you didn't speak to me, please speak to me next time because I'm bad with faces. Just come up and say something. Um, Stellar, man, it was nice meeting you if you ever hear this. Uh, Lucas, Trainer Chip, Shelby Boo, just, oh my gosh, I had such a great time, man. You said any final thoughts? Those are my final thoughts. This was such a cool experience. I can't wait to go to the next one. Um, I'll definitely be heading to Portland, more than likely. I'm like 90% sure doing that. I got to get to an East Coast one. I got to choose which one, though. And then, um, fingers crossed, it, it stays in Fresno. That's, you know, hopefully, you know, if, if it won't be Fresno, it'll be something close, you know, maybe like the uh, San Jose area, which is like a they should Two do it in away. Albuquerque. Something like that. <laughs> Albuquerque, New Mexico, home of uh, Los Poyos Hermanos, Walter White, Jesse Pinkman, Saul Goodman. You know. So. Better call Saul. Better yeah. call Saul. Man. Yeah, we've been we've, 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 we've been we've been watching uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, Emily and I. And I, I think like, Breaking Bad's better, isn't it? Breaking Bad's better. We're not. We haven't finished. We haven't finished yet, so I can't like make a super opinion just yet but it's good it's pretty good oh uh, i think we're somewhere in season four right now so yeah now breaking bad is good i never finished it either i need to finish it but yeah but, it's, the episodes i watched like yo this is good like yo but yeah that's uh that's it i guess uh no no final thoughts for me because i you know it's it's midnight i'd like to go to bed <laughs> man you don't have work for another uh what 11 hours you're fine i mean i gotta sleep i gotta get up i gotta uh my editor's off for the week uh on on the channel so i have to pull all the leg oh. work oh so, no work. Uh, i gotta edit i gotta, I gotta wake up and do all that stuff and record and edit and upload and everything and then oh no you have to tend to your money making youtube oh oh boy gazer the amount i've made <laughs> is not even like a shift worth at work yet and it's been over a month so but hey if you guys want to become a membership of the on the channel uh, I have them as low as 99 cents. And unlike Let's Twitch, go. we get a 70-30 split. Unlike Let's Twitch's 50-50 split. So you could support me for as low as a dollar a month over on YouTube. Go become a super, uh, what do they call them? Super it's just channel? A member. Members? And yeah, it's, it's, it's a member. A member. Oh, okay. And you can do super chat and super stickers, super which are like bits Supers. and, uh, and uh, you know, all that kind of stuff if you really want to. But <laughs> come hang out. But no, on, on I'm, I'm glad that YouTube is up clicking, man. You hit uh, 2,000 subscribers now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this past yeah. weekend, uh, we broke 2K. I didn't expect it so fast. I'm uh, happy for you, man. I felt like I we were going to get to New Year's. Felt like, you were like, what, a week off? No, like, I think it, I think New Year's Eve, I think we were like 89 or whatever. Yeah, so, I thought you would get there before New Year's, and you, you, and now we're now we're like it, we're it. almost at two thirty or whatever, so or twenty thirty. So it's 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 blowing. It's it's you know some days are strong, some days are all right. Uh, it just feels like every day is a little bit of growth, and uh, it's, it, it feels more rewarding and more fun than uh, streaming on Twitch, honestly. So yeah, to each their own, man. I really enjoy streaming, but I'm, I understand what you're saying. You you work hard at something, you get to see when a video blows. You're like, oh my gosh, this video blew up, you know. And I I, I get that feeling. And like some some videos are still doing good, even though they're like a month or two, uh, two months old or whatever. There's like a short. There's a short from um the middle of December, and I think it's like at thirty thousand views somehow. Holy so man. And it's each their own, man. I have more fun just uh, streaming because I can be mindless and be an mm -hmm. idiot. And you know, that's, you know, making content. I have to think and plan stuff out and speak correctly and use syllables. No, uh, I'll, I, I will stream on Twitch in February when the, the new the new Kirby remaster comes out um, just to come back and hang out for a little bit with the crew. Did you notice my shirt? 
You see what shirt? Yeah, I'm you got a shirt. Yeah, I mean, you you see my you see all my Kirby stuff in the background though too. So. That little sleepy Kirby behind you. Oh yeah, I the little it. the little light up one. And there's a sleepy <laughs> Kirby on the couch itself too. I so. see it too. I yeah, see it. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be no, me in about twenty minutes. But yeah, go for it, man. But no, congrats on the YouTube, man. I'm glad it's popping off. Um, last last question for you, and then we'll get out of here. Can I call you Stubin 2K now? Uh, Can we like have a thing going on? Gazerian 2K and Stubin 2K. At least, at least in the time being, while you're still at 2K, can we just? I mean, technically, I mean, I've, I've been at like 2K something on Twitch uh, for like what feels like a year now since I stopped caring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm creeping up on 4K, man. I'm getting kind of nervous. Like, what do I do? You're gonna need to invest in a 401K. Okay, all right. Here we go. I'm old, huh? Geezer beam, 401k. Here we go. Let's get this thing out of here, man. Stupid, I appreciate the, uh, appreciate you, man. Uh, push me to go my first regional. Um, give me the advice. You and Goomy Goomy. Uh, just, yeah, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you had fun. Uh, you didn't care too much about your record or whatever. You just got to meet people. Who- Oh man, I cared about the record. I, yeah, I want to succeed. Well, I mean, better. like it, you but, know, it, you didn't let it get to you. You didn't let it get to you. I didn't let it get. No, so, yeah. I was just the experience, meeting people, having fun, uh, seeing what side events really are about and what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Man, those things can be fun. Like, uh, I, I'm hoping by Portland because the new set will be out by then. Uh, I'll have a deck that I feel like really solid. Like I really believe in. Like go back a month and a half ago, Zorg v, uh, v Star Man. As soon as Zorg, that was like my deck. I had a list. I could play left and right. I won a few uh, locals with it, and I just I felt really confident in it. Now I have no deck. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I love this deck. This is my deck. So hopefully I find you know some familiar some familiar familiar the word. Yes, words. Can say right now. Yeah, there was. Hopefully like I find the, the word. There's like me the intro. Blah 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 blah. Blah blah blah. But no, hopefully I find some familiarity with a deck that I could like you know just know like the back of my hand, man. Mm-hmm. So, and then you know next region hopefully I do better. I got to do better than uh four wins. I got to get five. I got to get five wins. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be in the cusp of uh, day two where I've been the past season and a half. Uh, Why? Well, if you head over to uh, Fort Wayne, man, you'll get it. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see if uh, it depends because I mean, mm-hmm. Fort Wayne and Charlotte um, are both still crown zenith format. We still won't have Scarlet and Violet stuff, so who knows what we'll end up maybe, doing? Maybe that. lost spots with that Zashin you were talking about. Maybe could yeah, Zamazana could, yeah, yeah. could be. Who knows? Or, you know, maybe knowing me with, like, the rogue spice I've been built on the channel, maybe I'll play, like, Gazero or a V-Star Lost Box or just, just high roll. <laughs> I, wouldn't, um, oh, I didn't run into it, but the guy who uh, also uh, had a no-show, he's playing Zero or V-Max. I'm like, what? You hmm. doing what? He's trying to hit all the Lucas. He's, he's looking for me. He's hunting them. <laughs> yeah. So, who, yeah, who knows what'll happen? Um, but, again, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to leave a review on your podcast platform please, of choice. Please. It really does help push this out to more people, uh, more listeners, more exposure, so we can get Gazer to come to the East Coast more effectively because, you know, mm-hmm. we're both not well off uh, by any means. Um, so any any support from you guys on everything we do, whether it's Gazer's Twitch channel, uh, my YouTube channel, buying the merch, review, leaving a review on the podcast or just listening to it, uh, really does help us both out a lot and uh, we it really means a lot and uh, we appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time out of your day to be a part of all of this with us honestly yeah thank you guys for listening um i still think back to that last week when we found out we were voted for uh one of the top tcg podcasts we were nominated for it and yeah we lost out to a great podcast and gusta win man well, I, so, I want to collab with you guys one day but you know you yeah. know how that actually that was like that's they we weren't voted that was just nominated, like what right? jake and chuck just pick they just pick it's a nomination, wasn't it? No, they the two of them nominate us. 
Yeah, so nominated. We were nominated. But, but, but you also lose, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, just to even have that honor, man, lets me know that, you know, we appreciate the support. I'll, I'll just leave it at that, man. Thank you guys so much just for listening. And, and just it was just awesome seeing someone, you know, seeing a couple people like, hey, you're the podcast guy. I'm like, whoa, what? So that was awesome. I know how you felt uh, those times in too, so I get it now. But no, mm-hmm. thank you guys so much for everything, man. This has been the Gusta Win podcast uh, on behalf of Steuben, who's uh, half asleep right now. Wake up, buddy. Come on. Get up. Wake up. <laughs> it's, it's after midnight, man. Ah, we're out of here, man. See you guys. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Peace.